ladies and gentlemen yo it's your boy <laughs> so we just jumped right into it right now um this is podcast number two sis the kid live action um we got a special guest here today very very special and dear to the to the stutzer family you dig and i was gonna talk about uh hip-hop today and and music in general and the main person i know that freaking loves music is is my guy that i have here today and so i was like you know what? let me call my boy up see if he has some free time you know he's a very busy man so i was like well let's see if he has some free time and bring him in here so we're just gonna go ahead and introduce him this is a uh, jonathan jalali i'll go go ahead and let him introduce himself to you guys um you can probably stay right there with from a microphone because it's listening pretty good right now. So Excellent. go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, my guy. Yeah, coming at you live. My name is Jonathan Jalali, medical student, hip hop enthusiast, longtime friend of the Stutzer family. Blessed to be here, sharing conversation with one of my dearest friends, Collis. This is the kid talking about Dang. the state of hip hop. State of hip hop, and we ain't talking about states like Missouri, Kansas. Cali. Cali, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully we got some Cali. Actually, I already know I have some California folks listening out there. Shout out to everybody that really listened to my podcast that I just dropped the other day. I appreciate it. Ain't no no, about marriage, you dig. Um, This is just a talk show in general. We're talking about whatever we feel is, you know, prevalent. (laughs) I don't know if that's the correct vocabulary term. John, go ahead and step in because I know you got the vocabulary gangs. Was prevalent the correct term to use in that situation? In my personal opinion, I'd say yes. Okay. I would say yes. All right. Well, well Collis gets a pass. Pass on that one. You know, med student life. You know what I'm saying? We gotta, we gotta trust in their vocabulary words. My dog's over here on the floor killing the bean bowl. You know, munching, munching. We were just chopping it up before we uh, pressed the record button about the NBA Finals and how trasheroni. I don't know actually how John felt about. How did you feel about? The playoffs in general, like J.R. Smith needs to lay off the Hennessy. Lay. <laughs> J.R. Smith really be off the gas though. I'm telling you, he does. He, he does. really must be off the gas because what? What was he doing? What he was? He was playing pickup game. He thought when it hit the rim, yeah, I gotta take it back. Take it back. My goodness. I, you know, I wasn't even watching the game. I saw the replay, and I was like, "What happened?" Because everybody was tweeting about it, talking about. Oh my God! This man J.R. Smith done fucked up again. Sorry, excuse my words, ladies and gentlemen. We'll try to keep those cuss words off the <laughs> off the air. But um, they were like J.R. Smith done messed up again. Twitter was going wild, and I was like, "What even happened?" So I went in to to check Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> J.R. Smith is what happened. J.R. Smith is what happened." But um, yeah, man, LeBron James. I wasn't expecting you to go out like that, my guy. A sweep. Sweet man, they brushed you off the shoulders, you know. Shout out to Jay Z. Ladies is pimps too, you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Go on, brush your shoulders off. Go on, brush your shoulders. So I don't know why Steph Curry and them had to do you like that, but hey, look, you did what you could do, LeBron. We still love you. We still we still support you. So even if you leave Cleveland again, uh, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't respect you as much if you leave <laughs> Cleveland again. But I'm still gonna support you because you know I'm a LeBron fan, not a Cleveland fan. It's just as a mind. when you go back home, you know what I'm saying. After you already left home, it's like you can't 
never mind. I was about to say you can't leave again, but I came back home to Kansas City twice. <laughs> I done left twice. And I'm finna leave again. Call us. I think that means you're LeBron. I am LeBron. Okay, we just clarified that. And with that being said, ghost status. You know what I'm saying? Ghost status, the greatest of all time, you know, out of Kansas City. I don't really do anything great, but hopefully. So we getting we getting group message texts right now, ladies and gentlemen. Me and John are in the same group message text with all these people. And uh it's just kind of funny because, like, we don't have half the numbers in this group text. so But we're popping. But we're popping. People are introducing themselves. It's nice. It's like a nice little communication session. Vibes. 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 V-I. No, 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 no. V-Y-B-E-Z. Ooh. Uh, shout out to Vibes Cartel. I don't know if he's still locked up, but if he is, free Vibes Cartel. You know what I'm saying? Free Vibes. You know, got to get that reggae, that, uh, that dance hall all in one. You know what I'm no saying? No doubt. No doubt. All right. Let's go ahead and pop right in. You know, we're going to start this off with a very simple question. Um, Jonathan, JJ. Yes, sir. Jalali the God. <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. We cutting that one out. Cutting um, that one out. But, uh, Two into my face. <laughs> so, tell me, how who, who introduced you to hip-hop? How did you get interested in hip-hop? What was, like, what was the moment where you were like, right. okay, hip-hop... Right is my shit. You know no doubt. What I'm saying? Like, no doubt. When was the moment you decided that I'm about to start listening to this type of music? Right, right. So I think there were like three landmark moments in in my you know, the initiation of my of my love affair with hip hop music. So I think first and foremost, because I am in fact a millennial, before I went back and listened to the greats like Tupac, Biggie you know, NWA, the OGs, Lil Wayne, man, shout out to Lil Wayne, Wheezy, underrated rapper of our generation, legend status, legend with the lyrics and similes, so what I think one of the most beautiful things about him is, is I think nowadays we can all agree that hip hop is the new rock and roll, if you will, as in it is the musical expression of the youth and of our times in a way rock and roll was in the 60s. It's mm-hmm. the most prevalent genre and I credit Lil Wayne with like really helping bring hip hop into the mainstream, into the limelight, make it something that didn't just happen in the streets of our country, but on the airwaves as well. Look, Wheezy, Wheezy man. Wheezy, Wheezy. Can we talk about Carter too real quick? Mm-hmm. Can we talk, you know what? Can we talk about fly in track number? What's that track number one? Track number two? We're gonna have to look that up on Apple Music. But oh, fly, fly in, fly in the mob, crazy, uh, fire. Um, let's see. This isn't on the same album, but three Pete. Um, it was three Pete, right? It's called three Pete or three, three song. I don't know, but Lil Wayne had bars. Now, I'm not going to say he still don't have bars, but how do you feel about Wayne now, though? Well, like, present day from, like, 20, let's say 20, or let's say 2009 mm-hmm. to now? Yeah. Um, yeah. In relation or in comparison to him between, like, 99 and 2007, 2008. Like, how would right. you, how do you think he changed? Like, how do you like his new music in comparison to his old? Right, um, right. Yeah. I'd say, first of all, all respect to Lil Wayne, no doubt, no doubt. I'd say one of the most drastic additions to his style and to his music 
was in in 2013, right, when Migos created the advent of the triple flow. Triple flow. The triplets. The da 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 da. <laughs> Shout out to Snoop Dogg. Uh, <laughs> Snoop Dogg, a 50 Cent interview. Go check that out. Facts. I think that was one of the biggest things that separated old Lil Wayne from new Lil Wayne. When old Lil Wayne was literally creating sounds that not a lot of hip-hop had heard before versus integrating sounds and keeping up with the time. So I'd say that's, for me, the biggest difference. Even though he's not essentially pushing the culture forward in terms of his creativity now, whereas he was arguably one of the leaders in cultivating the sound in hip-hop that was going on when myself and Collis were young gentlemen growing up. <laughs> young bulls. I, I will say I did just listen to the Superfly soundtrack that just dropped. For the, I, don't, I don't even know about that. Explain that. What's the Superfly soundtrack? So Superfly, new movie coming out, takes place in Atlanta, Georgia. Future, none other than Future Hendrix, does the soundtrack for it. <laughs> Future. <laughs> and Lil, Lil Wayne was actually on a song, Still As Bars, Can Confirm. Can oh, so they dropped the soundtrack already. Yes, they did. All right, is that on Apple Music? Yes, sir. Go check that out, Go ladies and gentlemen. Out, Go check out the soundtrack. Who else is featured on that soundtrack? Young Thug. Young Thug. The genius himself. Yeah, okay, you know what? So I have something to say about Young Thug. Please. Now, I please. don't listen to Young Thug that uh, dang computer. But anyways, um, it, didn't, it didn't cancel anything out. Don't worry, it just makes sounds, unfortunately. But, you know... Again, we're not professionals out here yet, okay? <laughs> respect so, our grind. Respect the grind. ROG, you dig? ROG. Um, so, what, what was this? Oh, Young Thug. So, I was listening to uh, Wyclef Jean, Wyclef Jean, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call him. Mm-hmm. Um, salute. Uh, uh, salute. Salute the legend. Um, salute the Fugees, you dig? Mm-hmm. Salute Lauren Hill, you dig? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um... He was saying that he thinks that Young Thug, I don't remember exact words he used, but is like a legend or like, basically, he, I I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but he was hyping him up so much, like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. appreciating his creativity, like comparing him to Pac, comparing him to like some legends from the past. Um, I don't remember if that was on the Combat Jack show or Mm. if that was on the Tax Season show, but Wycliffe was talking to one of them. And he was just talking about Young Thug and how much he appreciates his creativity and yeah. thinks that he's one of the best people coming up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was interesting because, you know, when I listen to Young Thug, I'm not too into him. Now, one thing I can definitely say about a lot of these new artists is they all have some very interesting voices. Mm. Now, yeah. I'm not going to say I appreciate the lyrics or I appreciate right. the, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm not gonna say mumble I rap. Mumble, <laughs> I would, you know, you know, the mumble rap is cool because I see where everybody's rocking with it. Yeah. Let me, let me, I'll get right on that here in a second. But Young Thug, um, who else? Uh, Pump, uh, uh, XX Tenacion, um, a lot of these young dudes, Trippy Red. Um, a lot of them have some very distinct voices that that I rock with. Like, I don't know if Rich it's their accent. Rich the Kid. I don't know if it's their accent. I don't really think it's, like, an accent from where they come from. 
but they have a very distinct sound that I rock with, and that's what I rock with when I listen to their music. So it's not so much, oh, these lyrics are amazing, oh, this song is popping, especially when they repeat things over and over and over again. But I will say that they have some distinct voices that make it really interesting to listen to. Um, I was listening to this Trippy Red song. I don't know if it's new or not. I know it just started popping up on the map again if it's not new because of the... Uh, What's his name? Who's the guy right now? Takashi Six Nine uh, and Beef with Chief Keith and them. Um, and he says something about Trippy Red, and they dropped they dropped a song, or it might have resurfaced. And the mm. song's called, you know, I know I just promoted positivity, and I'm still promoting positivity out here. But the song is called "I Kill People" or "Kill People." And he's like, you know, I kill people, real people from the trenches where it's realito. And I just rock, like, I don't, of course, the lyrics is trash, sorry, you know, not promoting positivity and unity. <laughs> but at the same time, the 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 distinct voice, the the melody that he has going on with yeah, his voice vibe, was popping, the yeah, vibe no was popping, and it's, like, really addicting to sing, you know what Also, I'm can I just tell you, like, how accurate... Of a trippy red impression that was <laughs> that was pretty spot on man yeah, high five high that five was, high five that high was five. impressive my friend you know what I'm saying I hope you guys heard that high five it was real it was live <laughs> indirect indirect um how do you feel about Preem Preem do you know Preem part of a uh, he's from Toronto yes he, yeah so he said something on a story last night or the night before saying that Lil Wayne was the um, I guess I wish I could find the word to use, but like the originator of like trap music and what music is today. Right, right. Do you think that he like is who created that vibe and like? Because if you think about it, right, like, right. You start listening to like maybe a year after Lolly Trap, Lollipop like, drops. Shout out to that song Lolli- where I got my nickname. <laughs> That's where. You, oh yeah, Jalollipop is his nickname. You dig? Um, Shout out to. Shout out to JJ, shout out to Lollipop, you know what I'm saying? Miss Officer, all that, you mm-hmm. dig? Um, That's a classic. <laughs> so after, I don't know if it would be after Lollipop, as soon as he drew, finished like Carter 3 mm-hmm. and the next music he started doing, I feel like it really started the vibe or mood of like yeah, yeah. N- now. Now, now the, music. the only addition, because I agree with that statement, but the only addition that I don't think you can gloss over when you're talking about the origins of trap music is Gucci Mane. Gucci. Gucci. Yeah. Shout out to Gucci Mane. John, because John knows a lot about Gucci, man. John, I know John a lot. loves Gucci. I love Gucci. Drop some gems about Gucci and the, the you know, yes. where trap comes yes. from. Yes. 1017, um, Brick Squad. Yes. Yes. So, I think why I kind of have to give the crown to Gucci Mane slightly over Lil Wayne in terms of when we're talking about the origins of the trap music sound, right? I think why Gucci Mane's role in that movement is so instrumental is because he paved the way for all of these Atlanta, Georgia artists to develop their sound because... Shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta because it was at one point New York City. It was at one point LA. And it is now, in my humble opinion, Atlanta, Georgia, in which the mecca of hip-hop exists in our day and age. What do you what do you think about the uh, do you think that the artists from Atlanta that are coming out all have their own distinct sound though or do you think they're all you know 
using the energy, using the um, vibe that's coming out of their city and kind of just copycatting it with their own, I guess, their own little change. Right, right, um, right. And then popping off on it. Or, do you, or you know, people are just blowing them up out of the city because the city's popping right now. Um, or do you think that they all have distinct, different talents that are the reason why they blew up? Right, that's an excellent question. Because when you look at the Atlanta hip-hop scene, which, of course, is dictating a lot of the sounds that we're hearing in terms of hip-hop in general... You know, people trying to emulate these sounds that we're hearing from this one city that is popping off right now. I think one thing we have to recognize in that when we're analyzing, you know, are these talents original or are they biting or are they, you know, surfing each other's waves but adding bits and pieces? I think we have to bear in mind that we're also living in an era of hip-hop that is driven by the producer. Hmm. You know? Elaborate, elaborate. Because, Because a lot of these guys... You know, popping off from, for example, we keep name dropping Atlanta because that's where a lot of creative forces are occurring right now. I think a lot of it is that there are these, you know, certain beat makers. Metro Boomin. Metro Boomin. Shout out to Metro Boomin because he's from St. Louis, actually. You know, representing the Mo. Exactly. Atlanta, Georgia, by way of St. Louis. You dig? Shout out to the Parkway Schools in St. Louis because that's where he went. He went. I work. Oh, oh wait. Crazy? First off, shout out to all the HBCUs because if you know about Metro Boomin's story, I believe he went to Morehouse um, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, and so he was traveling back and forth from St. Louis to yes. Atlanta for school and just started linking up with artists down there, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you know got the right connections. Next thing you know, next thing you know, executively produced Dirty Sprite Two for none other than Future Hendrix. Done no, and that shit blew up. That you know, did, as everybody Gucci flip flops, Gucci <laughs> in my Gucci flip flops. Hey, yes, but um, yes. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Metro Boomin. Shout out to all the historically black colleges mm-hmm. in America. Oh, um, but back on track, back on track. So, talking about producers, Metro Boomin. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, who are some other producers you think? M- 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 Murda. Ooh. Hold up, though. Is... Murda is from Toronto. Okay, so I'm thinking white. of the right person. Murda yes, Beats. Sir. Okay. Murda Beats. Murda Beats. I rock with Murda Beats. No doubt. Murda Beats. No doubt. No doubt. He's definitely Atlanta slash yeah. Toronto no by popping popping Dra- in Drake, both cities. Drake owes many hits to him as well. Correct. <laughs> Jersey Drake. Well, we had to bring out Drake. Oh right now. man! Come on now, ladies and gentlemen, it could not be avoided. It could not be avoided. The See, baby daddy himself. The baby daddy himself. The the Adonis. The deadbeat dad. You know what I'm saying? Look, we didn't we didn't want to jump into this, but but we knew it was going to happen somehow. See, we totally didn't even finish the conversation about Atlanta, but there's no way we can go back now. We have to talk about it. We have to. We have to talk about we this beef in between. Uh, Push a T and uh, Drizzy, Drizzy Drake. Drake you know what I'm saying? So, for the folks who don't know, this beef actually originated in 2012 with Pusha T's dropping of the song Exodus that takes shots at Lil Wayne for wearing Bape in his music videos, which of course Pusha T was trying to, you know, command credit for himself originating the wave, right? And of course, Lil Wayne. responded in that classic tweet that some of us know and love in which Lil Wayne said fuck Pusha T and everybody who love him (laughs) cold hearted exactly cold hearted and then from there 
stemmed a very long history of sneak disses between young money, cash money billionaires, artists. YMCMB, you dick. And Pusha T. The latest of which, of course, we all remember, or perhaps some of us remember when Drake tried to address some of those sneak disses on Two Birds, One Stone. So I'm not even familiar with that song, actually. It's off of More Life, where he got on Kid Cudi and Pusha T. I'm going to have to listen to that. I'm going to have yeah, to listen to that. Yeah, so that was Drake's last rebuttal to a long history of sneak disses between Pusha T and Drake himself. More Life. Really? Bucka. <laughs> At any rate, so Pusha T, on the last track of his latest album, Daytona. Daytona. Infrared takes shots at Drake for 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 of course the ghostwriting allegations, you know the the famed Meek Mill Drake beef subject. Hashtag Quentin Miller. Exactly, exactly. He went so far as to say, "How could you write these wrongs when you don't even write your yes. songs?" Oh my God! Let's go ahead and repeat that one yes. more time. Yes, yes. Go ahead and repeat that one more time, John, yes. for the for for the audience. You can't even write these wrongs if you don't even write your songs. You can't even write these wrongs if you don't even write your songs. Buckle! Crazy. 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 And, yeah. So, so Pusha's taking shots at Drake. Drake, being the famed battle rapper that he is, gassed off of his victory against Meek Mill. <laughs> Victory Royale. Yeah, R.I.P. Meek. <laughs> R.I.P. Meek. Yeah, no doubt. But we still love you, though. We still love you. We still love you and what you're doing for the community. Yeah, so shout out to no Meek, doubt. man. Shout out to Meek for being free. You dig for now. For now. It's tough. <laughs> Hopefully he stays free. It's tough. Yeah. Tough time. Tough, tough life. But yeah. Tough. Tough. So being famed for the, the, the beef with uh, Meek Mill and coming with the two tracks, that back to back, he tried to do it again. He tried to do it again. And I think everybody was convinced that it was going to be cool. You know, everybody supported both songs. No doubt. Um, Duppy no came out. The Duppy freestyle was... Hard. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. I listened to it for like three days straight. It was hard. The beat was hard. Absolutely. He went in. We were like, okay, he's going to do it again. Like, mm-hmm. Pusha T shouldn't even have came at him. But a lot of us forget how old Pusha T is. How King far Push. back King Push goes. How far back his beats go. We shout out for, to Clips. Shout out to Clips. We don't know that he's a legend. A lot of us forget that he, Pusha T, is a legend. He's been in the game. He's been in the game. So I think Drizzy got ahead of him, uh, ahead of himself because he tried to do the same thing he did to Meek, thinking it was going to happen again. Because he dropped, did he drop um, Upset the day after or two days after? Uh, it was definitely within. Must have been day one, after. One to three days. Yeah, I swear. yeah. It was quick. It, it was, was really quick. Turnaround. So he quick tried turnaround. to do the same thing he did against me. However, his fatal flaw in this process, because of course we all remember how Drake clowned Meek for dating Nikki, a woman you know arguably more powerful, more clout than Meek himself. Is that a world tour of your girls tour right all disrespect however drizzy made the fatal mistake pa shout out to all the uh women out there doing their thing though you know what i'm saying keep hustling keep taking care of business you guys have immense capacities and powers that that you should use to the best of your abilities Agreed. we all know that you guys are some of the 
not some of the the most intelligent um, creatures on earth right now and that's not me just jeffing right now we telling facts so shout out to all the women doing your thing making your money however you make your money preach preach you dig and uh, back on top and so drake <laughs> in all disrespect name dropped pusha t's fiance shouldn't have done it shouldn't have done it because in doing that drake opened up the floodgates in order to set aside the classic subjects of the sneak disses right the drake doesn't write his own lyrics it was written like nas but it came from quentin <laughs> pusha said and drake of course trying to discredit pusha t's history and pushing that work in a state traffic since alive push push a t yes push a t and and you know i'm I was so convinced, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As Drake said, I'm so convinced. I don't know if Drake said that, but <laughs> I just remember it from one of his songs. It's but, a pass. Um, you know, I was so convinced that Drake really was going to come with those two songs and it was just going to be over. Everybody was going to go crazy and hype Drake up again um, and, you know, just let it be that way. But it didn't It didn't come out, it didn't come out like that. In, in, in fact, Pusha literally starts out this latest track the story of adonis the story of, of adonis Adidon. he's he he com- go ahead go ahead go he, ahead he comes out and says drug dealing aside ghost writing aside let's have a heart to heart about your pride and then repeat it again he goes he goes one sec i want to i'm just going to i'm just going to pull he's it gonna, up he's going to quote it straight just, from just the just to make sure he goes, drug dealing aside, ghost writing aside, let's have a heart to heart about your pride. Even though you're multi, I see that your soul don't look alive. The M's count different when baby divides the pie. You guys know that's the big disc because there's, there's been issues going along with that money. Money issues, uh, label issues. Baby Birdman not even releasing the Carter Five. Yeah, didn't uh, I think I think the new I guess statement or release came out that they've finalized a deal with Universal mm. uh, to 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 release the to release Carter Five. And so I think they figured it out. That's good because the fans they, have been waiting. They've definitely been waiting. No doubt. Um, I'm up in the house right now. <laughs> but, um, so it's definitely, oh, damn, we got kids in the house. Okay. But, um, so, but yeah, as we, as we were saying, man, the story, let's just jump straight to the conclusion where he hit him straight in the heart because, look, the whole song, the whole song was fire. The whole song was crazy. Um, the beat was fire. The track was fire. The, everything was fire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he hit him he hit him right where it hurts he hit him in the heart the brain the factor ronies the the below ronies y'all <laughs> don't even know what i'm talking about but these are just my slang terms you can figure it out um yeah ladies and gentlemen what, what did he address in this song drake has a son drake has we're sounding off horns that we don't have <laughs> yeah, Drake has Drake has a son. So, oh, none of us knew. Uh, none of us knew. Yeah, yeah. Which, not only that, but 
Pusha T comes for Drake's character on this one. Not only does he just spread tabloid gossip, because of course that's what we have TMZ for, of course. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's no doubt. A very good point. But he indicts Drake's character by accusing him of hiding his son and not making us privy to the fact that he is a father until he signs in a deal with Adidas and then names his latest fashion line off of his son. And, you know, we, we can kind of de- debate back and forth, you know, Drizzy's motives on this because, of course, if we take a look at DJ Khaled, for, for example... And Assad. And Assad. DJ Khaled is, you know, involving his son and his endeavors in the fashion world and paying homage to him. However, Pusha T addressed this by saying you cannot compare the two. Because what DJ Khaled has done is is made himself a present father figure. Showing off his kid with all the pride and love in, in the world. Whereas Drake is is hiding it. He was waiting to dress up the whole situation in order to make it look good in his favor, and not just that he, you know, knocked up the wrong one, and then all of a sudden he has a baby by her that he's trying to conceal from the mass public. Right. So, so Pusha T went in on all of that. He went in, he addressed all of that, you know, he basically said, you shouldn't, uh, you know, name drop my fiance because now I have to go in on this. Look at who you chose as your Beyonce. <sighs> <laughs> Pusha has bars. Pusha went crazy Pusha and went basically, crazy. you know, took him, took him down piece by piece. And a lot of, a lot of non-hip-hop fans won't understand this. Truth, truth. Um, and that's, of- and that's my philosophy behind why we haven't seen a response from Drake as of yet. It's been a week and a half at this point. I don't think we're hearing that track for a month. For at least a while until Drake knows exactly how many secrets Pusha knows. Basically, somebody's a snake in a squad. No doubt. Somebody's definitely a snake in a squad, and this is one of those moments where you got to really, you know... <laughs> You know, we try not to pay too much attention to, like, the celebrity masses and, like, getting too involved in all that. But, you know, sometimes you can take lessons from this, man. Mm-hmm. How did how did Pusha T find that out? And not only at the end of the song does Pusha T says, this is just one layer. And yes. we're just going to be peeling back little... Surgical summer. Surgical summer. He said... Layer by layer. Layer by layer. Snip, snip, snip. <laughs> that boy is sick, sick, sick. Oh, oh my God! Oh, we have to we have to talk about that too. Now, True. now, Pusha T you might have went a little too far. I'm not yes. gonna say. I'm not gonna lie. You yes. might. We'll let wanted, you be the judge. We'll let everybody that listens to this and is a hip hop fan and a fan of you know hip hop beef and rap battles. I love when this happens because if you're familiar with the origins of hip hop, mm-hmm. you would know how important and how deep the battle rap. Mm-hmm. Um, scene, no doubt. the uh, uh, back and forth goes. Yeah, it's an integral part of the culture. It is, and a lot of people don't understand that, and you know they automatically look at it as a, look at it as a negative. Which, in some ways, <laughs> if we were to break it down, it definitely has some negative counterparts to it. But when the savagery when the savagery comes out, but you'll you'll 
really appreciate though you appreciate hip-hop and you feel like you can connect more with it and enjoy it more when these battle raps happen especially in the day and age where um the internet is here to push it like way farther than it would have went in no like doubt. the 90s no doubt um so now i'm not gonna come matter of fact that's a great question on the history I, I don't know if we can go that far because it's only been two songs three songs dropped so far right we'll right. see how far it goes but yeah. as of right now it may not be the right time to ask the question but i'm gonna ask it anyways of course on the scale of course um of hip-hop battle raps all time all time where are you gonna rate this we have mm. the nosh jay-z beef mm-hmm. we have the tupac and biggie we have mm-hmm. 50, we, cent. 50 cent and ja rule we have mm-hmm. we have 50 cent versus the world we have no doubt <laughs> we have meat mill and drake we have uh, what else did we have we had something recently like in the past like five ten years if you're if we're talking internet beef of course there's the takashi 69 trippy reds <laughs> i'm not gonna nah, i'm not gonna I can't, consider we can't even that's rate a, that. yeah that's just that's just internet internet that's not even they're not even a, they're not even beef you know mm-hmm. even the song is more of a hit song than it is a diss track even if it was dropped after the beef started which i think it was already like in the works before right the beef even started and then just yeah. got brought to life because of the beef plenty um, of internet beef you have yeah. Lil uzi vert and rich the kid <laughs> i saw that yeah that was that crazy. was crazy that was crazy i don't even know what that was about but it had me cracking up with his little sub bucket the, at inter- the, the internet started, people are going crazy i started laughing so hard i was like god damn why can't y'all just love each other <laughs> y'all goofies man but um <laughs> facts but um where would you rate it where would you That's where would you question. put it as of right now, again, I think it's a little too early. Um, but that but, being said... But with, with the question being asked already... <laughs> yeah, no doubt. What do you think? I think that being said, it's up there for me. Not because of the lyrical content, per se. Because, for example, if we look at Hit Em Up, <laughs> you know what I mean? Tupac Shakur, <laughs> the end of that, Smalls. The end of that song was what really did it. You know, it wasn't even the rapping part of it. Of that song where he just starts going in on the whole squad is where it got real personal and serious where we were like oh my god yeah yeah um, now it's 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 not one of those it's for not me one of those for sure for me but what i think makes this beef legendary even though we may not have gotten like the most classic diss songs like for example back to back will be one classic. of the most classic diss records of all time however what i think makes this this beef so monumental is the fact that it showed that Drake is no longer L-proof. I love it. Repeat that again. Drake is no longer abstained from taking L's, ladies and gentlemen. His white tee is no longer clean. Exactly. See, there were so many allegations against Drake throughout time. The man got liposuction in 2016. Joe Budden brought that to our attention, and it just sloughed off. No one paid attention to it. Diddy, Diddy slapped Drake. Joe Budden brought this up. The world, the world couldn't even, you know, pay the time of day to to diminish Drake's clout on that. Meek Mill even alleged him of ghostwriting, and the next year he came out with a platinum album. How does that happen? However, I think this is really for the first time in history 
you know, a, a period in which Drake perceives to be an infallible artist is 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 someone that we we see as mortal, you know? He's he's no longer that that figure who can do no wrong. He's in the top spot and no one has taken him off. I think this is really the first time we've we've indicted Drake's character to the point where he's really caught himself a pretty fat L. Fat Albert. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. The real real life though, I agree. I mean, that's a very good point. Um, if you if you guys remember up until this point, about two weeks ago, Drake was the god of hip hop. Number one. Number one. Not not discrediting him mm-hmm. and not saying that he's probably still probably top on everything I mean, right now. But holler when you multi million. Yeah, holler when you multi multi million. But but at the end of the day, I think everyone was like, don't go don't go head to head with Drake in case you're ready to get murdered. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Everybody's like, Don't even waste your time going at Drake. Um, and Pusha T proved that what Jonathan just said, he's no longer L-proof. He's no longer L-proof. His white tee can't stay clean anymore. Mm-mm. He has yellow stains under his armpits and his white tee. He's sweaty. Um, he's sweaty. Um, he's nervous. His palms are sweaty. <laughs> Vomit on his sweater already. Vomit is Mom's on. spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. No doubt. Um, you know what I, what I always wanted to see? Mm. Even though they're good friends, so it never was going to happen. Mm. I always wanted to see an Eminem and 50 Cent rap battle. Like, yes. Against each other, like, you know, in their prime. Yeah. In their prime. Shady G-Unit. Shady G-Unit when, when 50 was dropping straight bangers. Yeah. Um, people forget about 50. He has hits. People forget about what Jay-Z said back to 50. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm, a doll- I'm about a dollar. What the fuck is 50 Cent? Jay-Z Jay-Z said I'm about a dollar what the fuck is 50 cent like that's like I can't even you know what I'm saying you can't even you can't even talk about some of these bars when they go in like like let's go ahead and let's drop some 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 uh, phrases um, that were legendary and rap beef Mm. that's one um, go ahead and go ahead and say what Pusha T said about forty, man. Oh, because this is one for the ages. It's cold, and this is where he went too far. Um, but, but this is probably going to be one of the legendary phrases. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Do you remember what he said? said we have to look it he up. He said, "Oh, I, I, I know, my All friend." Right, he go. goes, "Ovo forty hunched over like he 80. 80. Tick, tick, tick. Tick, tick, tick. How much time he got? That man is sick, sick, sick. Sick, sick, sick. I got the devil flow. Six, six, six. Surgical summer. Snip, snip, snip. And y'all don't really want it with him. Ladies and gentlemen, that may seem like a benign bar at the first place. At the first glance. At the first glance. But for those of you who don't know, OVO40, Drake's producer, longtime friend, and fellow owner, shareholder of October's very own music. He has multiple sclerosis, MS, uh, degenerative, degenerative, which means like the axons in his nerves are being destroyed by his immune system, degenerative nerve disease, 
And he's essentially alluding to the fact that Forty has what one could argue is a terminal condition, which it kind of brings up this whole philosophical debate of are there rules when it comes to beef like that? You know, I was actually just on Twitter reading uh, a tweet, and Noah, or I guess his real name is Noah, but his producer name Forty, who is the gentleman with the MS that Pusha was referring to in the song, uh, tweeted in response to that, coincidentally, tomorrow is World MS Day. Um, and he also listed a website, worldmsday.org. Um, and just in case you guys wanted to know, you can go to that website, worldmsday.org. Um, and that was May 30th. May 30th is World MS Day. So, um, you know, again, like he was, like John was saying, it brings up the question, is there rules, is there boundaries in hip-hop beef? Like, if you're going to come at somebody and your intention is to win and, you know, a lot of people find this destructive to society or to relationships, but in hip-hop beef, you know, this is just how it goes. This is how the culture was built. Um, So should there be boundaries? Is there a place where you stop? Um, Right. You know... Well, it was is really interesting because in an interview, actually, when when the interviewer asked Pusha T if you know he had any remorse about you know throwing in those bars for forty, he looked deadpan back at the interview. Goes, I feel nothing. Drake mentioned my wife. See, so you know it's a inter- it's an interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about, and and we'll leave that up to the to the. Take a bite, bro. Take a bite. We we have my mom was like came downstairs. She's like, feed him. Why you do not feed him? Give him food. So you know we got him over here eating beans and rice. Um, but you know we'll let the fans decide what you guys think in your head. Um, I'm saying fans as if I have a lot of listeners, but <laughs> but you know we're speaking things into existence. Um, so you know. We'll let you guys decide whether you think there's boundaries. I don't think there's... When it comes to hip-hop, you know, I, it's kind of a hard thing for me because I think of it from, like, a Baha'i perspective and, like, a, a religious perspective. And, like, then I think of it from, like, a general hip-hop fan perspective. And from the general hip-hop fan perspective, I think there should not be any boundaries because when there's boundaries, you're sh- restricted to a box. And when you're restricted to a box, you can't be creative you can't go ham, you can't do, you can't go all the way, and then it's kind of like restricting the bars you can use, and as a fan, you know, I feel like I want to hear everything, Um, but then also from like the more spiritual or conscious perspective, I guess you could say, you know, I want to be all about love and positivity and want like people to respect each other and you know, all of that good stuff, so you know. I don't know, it's an interesting thing, and, you know, we'll leave you guys with that thought. We'll leave you guys with that thought. Um, Do you think there should be boundaries in hip-hop beef? Do you think there should be a place where people cut off? Hey, baby, we got my little Maxwell. Uh, Here, here, take these back upstairs. Do you want one? Um, We're we're not going to eat the chicken, but come here, baby. (laughs) Come say hi. Say hi to to the microphone. Say hi. Hi. And say, what's up, guys? Say, what's up, guys? <laughs> you shy? Okay, baby girl. Take those back upstairs. Bye-bye. Um, 
So shout out baby Maxwell. But um but um so we'll leave you guys with that. Think about that. Do you think there should be boundaries? Is there a place where you go too far? Um and you know, I really think that these hip hop artists when they say these things, they say in direction and in true beef and meaning to these specific people, but not in any disrespect to the people facing these challenges in life, facing these diseases, facing these issues, you know. Um, but, you know, go uh, go in your room and uh, <laughs> sit in your closet. Take a hot cup of tea, and I want you to sip on that and think on that, okay? Thank you guys for listening today. We're approaching the 45-minute mark where we're going to wrap it up. we got to head out, got to go to work, got to brush my teeth. Um, my guy here has to head back to the Baha'i Center take care of some business. So thank you guys for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. hope it was informative, thought-provoking, interesting. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether I want to post this tomorrow <laughs> because I have no patience or if I want to wait till next Friday and post every Friday. So you guys might hear another podcast. You might hear this drop tomorrow, which would be Monday the 11th. Or you might hear a drop on Friday, which is going to be like Friday the like 16th or 14th or something like that. So, um, you know, just be aware and keep your ears wide open. And I'll see you guys later. Says the kid out. Go ahead and uh, say your goodbyes, JJ. Peace, love, and positivity. You dig? Get your education.